like the tremors. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's an even better depiction. The tremors. <laughs> Never run out of ammo. <laughs> <laughs> I should make Emma watch that movie. <laughs> I made I made the kids watch that movie recently, and they were like, "That was just." weird mom <laughs> why did you make me watch that i also made them watch coneheads <laughs> i love that movie <laughs> me too <laughs> they just they didn't even like laugh through the whole movie they just like, really yeah they just like rose their eyebrows and looked at the tv then looked at me and i was like you guys are nuts this is hilarious <laughs> they don't get it they don't Is yours fairies? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I knew you were going to think that. <laughs> because you asked me if mine was fairies, and I was like, yeah. oh, shit, are we doing something similar? First, I'm going to talk about how I came to the topic before I even tell you. <laughs> I know. I figured that would happen because that was the same thing I was going to do. <laughs> so, right. I'll allow it. <laughs> well, you have no choice. <laughs> this is the way it is, and the way it shall go. Oh, fine. So, how I came to this topic. First, I did a tarot reading, and I got the Eight of Swords kept popping out at me, and it was essentially a bust and indicated that I just needed to open my eyes and trust my gut, quit overthinking, and just go <laughs> with what's been right in fucking front of me. Like, <laughs> all the elusive answers of the tarot. I know. I was like, I'm not going to tell you. You figure it out. I was like, okay, yeah. fine. <laughs> well, what is it? What's the, what's right in front of me? What the fuck? Um, so then. I went outside and I started a fire with my special little beep beaver sticks and <laughs> they are special what to me. The fuck? Special little beaver sticks. It sounds so wonderful. What the fuck? So um, <laughs> But there's a bunch of cool beaver sticks and I just like they're all different sizes and I like the way that they were chewed up and I was like, what the fuck am I ever going to do with these beaver sticks other than 
just have a pile of them. So I made is my special <laughs> fire with my beaver sticks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I sprinkled I sprinkled some lavender oil, um, cascaria, dried dandelion root, and then I started my little fire. And the fireflies were super happy and they're dancing around in the trees even before the sun set. Like, and you just get that magical feeling, you know, where you're like, oh, hello, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. Cute. And you could feel like the trees were happy in the backyard. There was, there's a neighbor tree that comes over our fence a little bit and it's lodged itself in between two of the boards. You can't even see what I'm doing with my hands. (laughs) (laughs) Ricky Bobby. (laughs) But anyway, this tree kept like sneaking through and Greg was like, oh, I should free the tree. And so he goes and he frees the tree. I was like, now it's sad. It just wanted to be in our yard. Literally, there was no wind. And 10 minutes later, I looked over and I was like, oh, look, see, it wanted to be in our yard. Came back and it was in the same spot. What the hell? Oh, that's so cool. I, I could tell that the tree was like, oh, man, why'd you move me? Yeah. <laughs> so when I had my fire going, I did grounding work and I was barefoot in the backyard and I was holding two crystals in my hands. Um, in one hand, I don't remember which hand was which, but I had a carnelian and citrine. Oh, and interesting choice. Yeah. And... I was picturing the light shining through my head and then just allowing it to flow all the way down and out my feet and just pushing out all the ickies, you know. And then as soon as, like, it pushed everything out, I just, like, there was this release and I just thought, no! (laughs) (laughs) That's my topic. I thought of gnomes. <laughs> That's fucking great. I just said, no! That's such a Cassie thing to do. I love it so much. It's just so you. Like, Are duh. you excited? I'm no! Excited. <laughs> wow. I was not expecting that, I guess. I mean, I should have, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Duh. Sorry, I'm just crying. <laughs> <laughs> Don't cry. I'll tell oh. you a joke. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Why do gnomes laugh when they run? Hmm. Because they're little nuts twinkled together. <laughs> Kind of, you're so close. <laughs> because the grass tickles their balls. <laughs> oh, I thought you'd like that. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> I like it. Oh, man. And well, earlier that day, my mom sent me a Snapchat of this little gnome that Emma and I hid in her yard. He was maybe like two inches tall and we put him in a tree and Emma kept moving him around the other weekend too and then mom found him again and she sent me a snapchat of it so I was like yes gnomes I was like that makes sense 
And I only have one gnome, but I think I might collect more after learning more about them. I want some garden gnomes. I have Zombert, the zombie gnome that Emma fell in love with when she was two. I thought about... Do you know Zombert? (laughs) I thought about getting those gnomes, too. They're ones that, like, (laughs) they've all got guns and shit, and you just put them around in your garden, and they protect it (laughs) with their little gnome guns. (laughs) (laughs) Should put them by your driveway and, like, move them around and freak people out. So gnomes are earth elementals. And the word gnome comes from the Latin words noma, which means knowledge, and gnomus means, in Latin, means earth dweller. And I got some information. I thought that was really interesting about the guy who created, like, gnomes, who, like, dreamed them up. Um, and I found it in a blog called inkyfool.com. If you want to check it out and have have a good read. I don't know. I thought it was cool. There was this guy named Parcellus. And he was like a no-nonsense, highly respected physician in his time. And I want to say this was like 1700s, early 1800s. He was also a genius in alchemy and astrology and there were no gnomes until he dreamed them up he wrote a serious book describing them as being about a foot tall and he said just as fish move through the water and we through the air gnomes can move through solid earth kind of like oh yeah like a badger (laughs) like a badger or more like you know fluidly so gnome, gnomes are spirits of the earth, the grass, the trees, the rocks, and the mountains. All over the world, there are different variations of these little buddies. But the general like idea is that they are protectors of the ground and Ooh. everything that lives on it. What do gnomes look like? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> hey, what do they look like? <laughs> gnomes are hard for us to see as adults as we vibrate on a different plane like like the fae but those who are able to see them like children and like mediums and stuff they describe them as looking similar to our garden gnomes wearing old-timey clothes and pointed hats they're described as being between one and two feet high but no more than three feet Oh. Supposedly, gnomes can live up to 400 years. And the female gnomes grow their beards when they turn around 350 years old. But otherwise, oh, they don't thought, have beards. I thought for sure you were going to say, like, <laughs> don't worry. The female gnomes grow their beards down below. <laughs> <laughs> I shut up. <laughs> I was going to talk about how they were gender neutral, but it oh. wasn't true. <laughs> okay. Oh, funny. <clears throat> Garden gnomes were created in Germany about 1800s, early 1800s. 
um, and based on the tales that these little men with pointy hats lived underground in gardens and they needed to stay underground because if the light touched them they would turn to stone and so having garden gnomes is kind of like decorating your garden with tiny little petrified corpses yeah I was just thinking (laughs) you're scaring all the other gnomes away This I thought was. Fuck this, Billy! Billy! (laughs) What happened, Billy? You weren't fast enough! Get in your hole. Get in the truck, we gotta go. So I read this this morning, I just popped it in here. Um, There's groups in Europe. Mostly in Europe, but there is one in Oregon. And they're groups of people that liberate garden gnomes because they feel that they are being mistreated by their owners. <laughs> and in Italy, there's actually a gnome sanctuary forest where, like, these liberators of gnomes, like, steal everybody's gnomes and they bring them to this forest. And then they can live out the rest of their days happy and in peace. Interesting. I want to be a gnome liberator because this right? sounds fun. <laughs> hey, you better quit stealing my gnome. I'm not stealing. I'm liberating. I'm taking Billy. I guess the one that's in Oregon is really nice, and they they'll first leave a note. Oh. Saying, you know, we don't agree with the way that you're treating your gnomes, and if you would like to surrender them, we won't steal them. fucking people are weird Um, gnomes are said to have magical powers to protect or punish people or to reward them with happiness they're also said to be guardians of secret underground treasures usually gold ooh like a leprechaun yeah actually they are a form of gnome was wondering okay mm-hmm. another type of gnome that you and i commonly see here in wisconsin are the scandinavian gnomes i just think they're freaking adorable they have the big hats you don't see their eyes just the nose and then the big beard oh the ones in yeah okay they believe that gnomes are responsible for the welfare and protection of a farmstead and its buildings they predate christianity by many years so and there was, <laughs> well, there's that. And then there's also this guy and it got mixed up with trolls, but I'm just going to tell you anyway. Um, so it was said that the gnomes didn't like Christianity and their churches and they would throw rocks at the people when they were doing. Oh yeah. <laughs> and they hated the church bells like they get really angry. So I thought that was funny. <laughs> Would you imagine trying to go to church and there's a bunch of trolls outside <laughs> throwing Fuck. rocks at you? Fuck your religion. Fuck your religion. <laughs> We've gone through like ten bellboys. <laughs> trolls keep eating him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> According to some Scandinavian people, or 
your Scandinavian descendants, gnomes originally come from the soul of the first person who owns the farm. So that's what some of them believe, oh. that it's the spirit of whoever started the farm and is still watching over. The souls of a homestead eventually become a spirit creature to ensure the continuous care of the space. Scandinavian gnomes have a deep love of tradition and they hate the idea of change. Gnomes mm. were thought of as good luck and fortune and like when the land is being well taken care of. However, they also are said to make your cows milk sour or kill your crops if you piss them off. Ew. Yeah. Sour milk. Sour it's not milk. a whole lot worse than that. In your cows. Ew. Ew. I do need to check something quick. I don't okay, think good. that. I don't think that tums are gonna fix that for that How, cow. Ugh. Ugh. <clears throat> And then there's Swedish gnomes. They remind me of brownies mm. and are said to be particularly active at night when the people of the house are asleep. The Swedish gnomes love to do things around the home and don't like people interfering with their tasks. If you keep your home clean and leave a bowl of Christmas porridge out for your Swedish gnomes on Christmas Eve, they might reward you with gifts. It's kind of like they're Santa's helpers. Oh, okay. And the best way to piss off a Swedish gnome is to change something in your house. Like if you rearrange the furniture or something, it will it will upset them. And the next day, they'll oh. pour sour milk under your door. <laughs> Ooh, they'll just trash your house. They'll mess everything up. Another way to piss them off is to mistreat an animal or disrespect the land. I got another joke for you. Okay. Why did the gnome take the subway to work? Because the grass tickles his nuts. Because the Metro Gnome is always on time. Oh. <laughs> get it? Do you get it? <laughs> my mom my mom used to tell me stories about how her family, like my our family, has a family brownie. The house spirit, and in Scottish and English folklore, um, it's like a little hobgoblin. It belie- it's believed to inhabit houses and barns. You rarely see them, and they're heard at night, kind of like the Swedish gnomes. And they'll mischievously disarrange rooms, if you piss them off, probably. Mm. Be- and you can leave them cream or bread and milk. But other gifts may offend them. They don't oh. like other gifts, yeah. They're, they're very That's particular. Weird. All these different kinds of gnomes. I think it's just like certain personalities. Like some person over here met a gnome and that was their personality. And so that's their characteristics. And then they, you got an even crabbier gnome over here. <laughs> <laughs> you crabby fucking gnome. That's funny. So I watched the sweetest video of a woman telling her story about the gnome that she has on her farm. And it. 
it's on YouTube. It's called The Story of Our Gnome by Shining Our Bright Light. I think you should watch it because it's super stinking cute. And I'm going to tell you about it. I love it so much. When her children were little, she would tell them the stories of the little people, the gnomes, or they called them the Nissa. They left the Christmas porridge and they would leave him little beers because they thought he would like the little beers. (laughs) It's a Wisconsin gnome. (laughs) Gotta leave the Packer game on for him too. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> maybe you should. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> and oh, so this funny. this woman believed in the Nissa or the little gnome, but not completely. Like she would tell the children, and she, like she wanted to believe, but you know there was still that little doubt. And one day she was singing while milking the cow in the barn, and he came to her, her family's homestead gnome and he said did you really not think i was here the way he showed himself to her was through her inner eye like the way you may see a ghost or a spirit like he wasn't physical but she could see him very clearly she describes he had a wine colored pointy hat with an Icelandic wool sweater and light brown pants. And she asked him, she was like, are you wearing a belt? And he lifted up his belly and showed her this big, shiny belt buckle. <laughs> and he was like, yes! <laughs> you want to see it? <laughs> yeah. Here you go. <laughs> so cute. That is cute. She said that he was a very proud and powerful being, and he told her how proud of the land he was and how much he appreciates the way she takes care of the animals and how loving she is towards them. And then she was showing this little, like, she leaves him gifts, and she made a little doll to look like him, and she hung a basket up, like, in between the, the ceiling and one of the cow stalls, and that's where she leaves him gifts. Oh, that is adorable. Right. And he told her that he loves the way that she sings. And he did a happy little dance. Like. With the little feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's 300 years old, he told her. He didn't have any. F- she asked if he had family, and he said, no, um, not anymore because he's too old. But he does have a friend that lives nearby, and he goes to visit him every once in a while. Oh. <laughs> I know. Interesting. And she, was just, she just kept crying when she was telling the story, too. She says he's just a being full of love, here to help us live in harmony with the earth. And they're, they're just so special. Like, they want to... They want to protect the earth and help us understand how to take care of the earth and be as one. And he gave her two oh. gifts. He did? Yeah. He held out his two hands. One was a pine cone from a spruce tree. And the other was a citrine crystal. Oh. Hmm. That was one of the crystals that I was holding in my hand. Yeah, and I thought that was a really interesting to- choice to do that with. I mean, like, I can see why, but... Uh, it was just the hmm. one I wanted. <laughs> and it's just the one that you were drawn to. Yep. 
stuck my hand in the bag and those came out. But when I was listening to this story and she said that, I was like, no way. That is so weird. It's cool. I love it. Did you know that gnomes wear pointy hats? It's a little gnome fact. <laughs> I was like, well, duh. Like, I know. <laughs> oh, that's great. That is so cute. I love that. Gnomes, wood. The gnomes work with the earth elements, like I've said before, stones and crystals. They love shiny and glossy things. If you would like to honor your gnome or your land spirit and offer gifts, I would suggest shiny things, beer, wine, milk, bread, butter, sparkly things, tiny clothes, to attract <laughs> Did you shrink your cotton garb in the dryer? Just give it to your gnome. <laughs> <laughs> they like that. Especially if it's if it's wool. They seem to have an affinity for wool, I guess. Well, wool shrinks. That's yeah. where all your wool socks go. You shrink them in the dryer accidentally one day and they're like, Yep, that one's mine. Oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> So if you want to attract them to your garden or your home, you could give them hiding places. They really like hiding places or make them a little house. They also like accessories like chimes and colorful sun catchers. And if you have animals, they really like to come and hang out with animal friends just like we do. And That's that, cute. That is my gnome piece. Oh, thank you for that. That is so stinking cute. I thought you'd like it. <laughs> Cute little gnomes hanging out with their neighbor gnomes and their animals. And right. That's adorable. It's precious. I like gnomes. Oh, I do now. I thought it was going to be like a scary one. Like I thought I was going to have all these scary stories. And then yeah. I was like, no, gnomes are cool. <laughs> <laughs> They're not scary at all. Unless you have a leprechaun. Yeah. <laughs> Those are scary. <laughs> it depends on how crabby they are. I don't know. I did hear some stories like, well, I read this one this morning where this couple was seeing this gnome out in their, their yard and they heard, they woke up because they heard this terrible gurgling sound and they, they thought like it was screaming or singing but it just sounded nasty and they peeked out the window and it was staring at them and it had really sharp teeth and it was grabbing their goldfish out of the pond and eating them oh my god <laughs> and so they took all the goldfish out of the pond and they took all of the garden decorations away and the next night it screamed and they woke up and it was just pissed like it was jumping around and screaming and it was like running around their house and they had a doggy door and so they ran to the doggy door because they were like no <laughs> oh my god leprechaun <laughs> coming in through your doggy door oh fucking terrifying would that be yeah I guess they moved after that <laughs> I would too fuck that shit 
right. So I will tell you about my topic now. Um, but first, I'll tell you a little bit how I got there. And I thought it was interesting that you also talked about grounding before doing um, your divination, because that was one of the points I wanted to bring up, too. Because before I can even concentrate on trying to do something like that, whether it's tarot or scrying or meditating or whatever it may be, um, I always have to ground and sometimes it's a little unconventional, not in the way that you would think. Like sometimes I might have to like clean my house or just take care of stress that I'm able to take care of that's within my control before I can do any kind of divination. I agree with that. I can't, I can't focus or be creative or open unless I clean my house or at least clean a space in my house. Yes. Yes. No, that's exactly it. So that's, that's kind of what I did. You know, the, the feng shui is also, it's kind of a part of cleansing your space too, before you use it for divination is literally cleaning or, you know, and then I used, um, okay. So what I did, what I chose to do was I went in the bathtub because that's just how I like to do things. So I cleaned my bathroom really nice and I used um, some Palo Santo to cleanse it out and I made a nice little bath tea with um, some dried dandelion root that you gave me. Ah. (laughs) We both used that. It's for divination. It is. And yeah, I just, I used it in a little bath tea to run my water on. Um... And then I set up some candles and some incense and my wonderful cauldron that you got for me with the charcoal. (laughs) Oh, I definitely burned some candles and played with bones, too. I forgot about that. Made a fire. I only used three of those birthday candles and a tea candle, and it started a huge fucking fire. I was like, I can't even burn candles for those. (laughs) (laughs) Lighten a big one. You always end up with big fire. (laughs) I love it. That's how we end up with weird little burnt circle rings in all of our tables and <laughs> the, yeah. Oopsie. That's true. My bad. Um, I oh so when I went to the tub, I also brought my black scrying mirror with me because I thought, hmm, this might be a neat time to try it for the first time. So, yeah, I brought that in and I I made a playlist, um, of some like meditation music, like some tribal music, you know, where it gets all intense and it's like boom, 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 boom. <laughs> yeah, it was really neat. So just kind of settled in, relaxed, and I tried to do this um, bath tea scrying thing that I like to do. I don't know if it's a thing. It probably is, but. It's just something that I do. I use that Bright Witch Brews tea, the sparkly tea, and I put it in a a tea bag, and then I put it in the water, and then I, like, squeeze it and, like, swish it around, and it makes, like, shapes and swirls with the tea. Yeah. And I've had some luck with that before, but I didn't have much luck with that this time, so I was like, okay, I'm just going to try using my mirror. And so... I was just concentrating and it was my first time doing it so I kind of went in and out of it like I wasn't able to go totally in and have this big thing happen I guess but I did see some interesting things it was like 
once I was concentrating in the candlelight, I could see like the purple swirls coming around and shapes taking form and like a scene being painted. And a couple of the things that I saw was that I was in a ship on the ocean looking at some rocky cliffs in the distance, like about to land, and there was a lighthouse. And then I would come out of it, and then I went back into it, and then I was in a jungle, and I was looking up through this big green leaf, and the sun was like shining, filtering through the leaf. And then I came out of it as I would get distracted or excited that I was seeing stuff, and I went back in, and then I was in this big field of snow and there was the northern lights and in the distance there was it was dark and there was a fire in the distance and there was this woman with long black hair sitting by the fire and like looking at me like come on come on hurry up and I was walking in the snow and then I was on a cliff looking out with my arms out in the wind and then there was um a woman with the, the same woman the woman with the long black hair who was on a horse and I was on the ground and I was looking up at her on the horse and she smiled at me and I was like I know that smile it was your smile what yeah and I was like <laughs> what in the hell so I kind of came to a conclusion I'm like I wonder if this is about past lives I knew it I knew you were gonna do that I'm so excited yeah I was like you know I just I was like I almost wonder like if we traveled the world together or something is kind of what I got out of it with the different scenes you know and that the fact that we're both Sagittariuses in this life kind of uh, speaks to that traveling wandering adventurous nature and there are things I have found that do carry over from past lives to other lives and current lives like they give you clues so I thought that that was really cool that is cool I am so pumped yeah so what I decided to do with my tarot readings is I decided to do some past life tarot readings yes yes yeah I did one for you one for me and one to make a connection Ooh. Yes, so I'm really excited. Yes, yes. <laughs> Keep going. Okay, okay. Well. Um, the first card was physical description. And I got the seven of wands, which depicted this muscly guy with a sledgehammer. <laughs> and he was just like, he was just like ripped and he was like ready to work. I was like, damn, I was fine. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm like, I'm not surprised because I think I've told you before that I felt like I was a man in a past life, which I mean, I think you have. I feel like I have been too. We probably all have been, honestly, but I don't know. (laughs) But what I um, what I started to see going along with this, too, was a theme. And I found one in yours, too, which I thought was interesting. And it still has a way of carrying over to who we are today. So it's almost like your soul is still your soul. You still are. You still have a certain thing about you that makes you you, even if you have all these past lives, right? Yeah. So that card I just used for the physical description, but I thought it was interesting to note that it that card talked about um, fighting for your beliefs, perseverance, endurance, and kind of being against the odds in a way. So this is a theme that starts to come out for me, which I think is appropriate. Um, so the location 
I got the Seven of Cups, which um, takes place in Persia. It was the story of Aladdin. So what is now today is Iran, which I thought was interesting because um, I got a card placed in Iran for you as well. And then we each got one in Russia, too. Oh, we were together. Yeah. So that was interesting. An interesting note that I made. And that card, its deeper meaning is fantasies and dreams. So for personality, I got the Page of Cups, which which represents like a youthful, romantic and sensitive and spiritual personality. So it's like, I kind of like this man it's making me out to be. It's like this strong man with a sensual, romantic, spiritual personality. All right, all right. Super buff and handsome. <laughs> and sensitive. Fabio. You look like Fabio. Fabio's cousin. <laughs> what did you call him? Dasani? No. Calgon. Dasani. Calgon. <laughs> Sounds like he's from Florida. That's their cousin. <laughs> That's their, their cousin is their from distant Florida. cousin. It's like their second cousin <laughs> from Florida. Duranda. Yes. Duranda is Dasani. It's Duranda. Calgon, Fabio, be- and Dasani. <laughs> it just weirdly makes sense. I love it. So also with the Page of Cups and the personality, it represents the seven moon siblings who played with the Chinese god of same-sex relationships, which this comes back around. So um, for in the place of a past life relationship carried into the current life, I got the Queen of Wands. So I think this is trying to represent you, which was a Hawaiian volcano deity. She has a fiery soul whose rage is very destructive, but whose blessings are just as powerful. She has creativity of dance and nourishment for the soil and the chaotic force of an explosion. Oh, explosion. Everything else was kind of reminding me of gnomes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, weird. And you talked about gnomes. Weird. Weird. <laughs> Maybe you were a gnome for four hundred years. Maybe I was a no. I was a gnome goddess in the volcano. <laughs> I didn't grow my beard until I was three hundred and fifty. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, so, in the place of past life purpose, I got the Knight of Coins which was to be a diligent warrior set out to right the wrongs of the world. Stubborn, ambitious, persistent, and efficient. So, I feel like that I could resonate with that a little bit in my current life, I feel like, too. Yep. <laughs> um, my past life passion, I got the King of Wands, which means honesty, leadership, nobility, charm, and rebirth. It was the story of the Phoenix. Um, so my past life death, I got the five of cups, which is the story of La Llorona. La Llorona? Is she the chicken one? She's the one who, um, 
her husband left her for someone else and she drowned her kids in the in the water oh okay for some reason i was thinking the cards and i thought like it was the one with the chicken house i know but, but i, I do know what you're talking card. about did you yeah why is that one coming up so much every fucking time i use that deck but i figured with the la la lorana la lorena whatever la lorona la lorona I figured, um, so I either died by, like, murder out of jealousy, either, like, maybe my wife killed me, or maybe I drowned. Oh. That's kind of what I got out of that one. Yeah. And my past life lesson, Cassie, was the Eight of Swords. Isn't that the card that you got? Funny. Yeah. It sure is. That's funny. Yeah, and the lesson was to not be caught up in insecurities, stepping out of your self-made mm-hmm. prison, which made me think, hmm, like, traveling? So for an unsolved issue from my past life i got the five of wands which is learning how to use good communication to solve conflict (laughs) (laughs) all right fine fair enough well you're you're better at it in this life (laughs) we'll see we'll see how that turns out (laughs) well (laughs) it'll be fine it'll be fine Um, and my- I think you do pretty well. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> um, for my current life purpose, I got the Nine of Wands, which is the one with the torches and the chickens, and that's the story of Vasilisa, uh-huh. the Russian fairy tale. And it's about weathering the battle, being battle-hardened, and enduring trials. And I'm like, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. It's the continuance You're of the... tested. Yeah, it's like that continuance of that warrior theme thing. And then current life advice from my past life. I got the Nine of Swords, which is don't let fear or anxiety take control. And this card, uh. keep in mind the Nine of Swords because I got that same card for one of your spots. So this was hilarious. So this is yours. <laughs> And for physical description, I got the Knight of Wands, which it was a woman with fire wings and sharp little teeth with red hair. <laughs> <laughs> with red hair and freckles and hairy legs. <laughs> and she was riding a goat and angrily yielding a wooden spoon. <laughs> What is this? <laughs> it's called Tatterhood from Norway. <laughs> Tatterhood from Norway. I'm very, very interested about this. <laughs> for a physical description for you, and I, I almost beat my pants, and I was like, but yet I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> So so Angrily funny. riding the goat with a wooden spoon, with her sharp little teeth. And <laughs> How terrifying! I know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but the card, the meaning for that card. <laughs> Is adventure, being a rebel, a flirt with a hot temper, a fearless fighter, Ooh. eager to charge into battle, especially to defend loved ones, reckless. Oh, yep. And yeah, that's what I'm like, oh my God, but it makes so much sense though. 
Uh, someone who is <laughs> reckless and unafraid and will grab what she wants to claim. Hmm. And I'll beat anybody <laughs> in my way with a wooden spoon. And I'm riding my goat. <laughs> <laughs> so location for location, I got Judgment, which was a story oh. from China. And carries the theme. Uh, it says, learn your lesson or be doomed to make the same mistakes over and over. I was like, oh my God, and over and over and over again. Oh my God, and over and over and over again. Oh my god, I'm over and over and over again. Oh my god, I'm over and over and over again. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I found. Oh my god. I found my berries. My berries, yes. <laughs> I love that video. Me too. Um, and we both got cups for our personalities too, which I thought was pretty oh. cool. Um, so for personality, you got the six of cups, which is brave, adventurous, generous, and enjoys the simple things and friendly. Mm. Mm. So friendly. Friendly. <laughs> come, come. 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 And then I thought, I'll bite you with my sharp little teeth. <laughs> Beat you with my wooden spoon as I ride by on my goat. <laughs> Scratch you with my hairy legs. <laughs> oh, God. They are kind of hairy. <laughs> oh, so funny. And I thought, I thought this was interesting. So past life relationship carry over to this life. Uh, you got the chariot, which is someone who has learned from past mistakes and blazes forward confidently and who is on a journey. <laughs> and then your past life purpose. So this is where your nine of swords comes up. And that was my advice from my past life. So like if we were friends or something in a past life and that was your purpose, and I'm taking that and making to it into give advice you for me. Advice? Yeah. Oh, well, wow. Yeah, which is to control your fear. You're this unafraid rebel thing, you know. <laughs> Who cares? I'll pretend to be a lesbian with you. It's so funny that you say that. Because <laughs> that does come up. <laughs> I figured it would. It comes up. It comes up somewhere here. Oh, it comes up in our connection reading. Hmm. Ah. <laughs> um. So your past life passion, you got the two of swords, which is facing your fears, self reflection, balance, and spirituality. So this kind of goes along with the little unafraid little fighter rebel who doesn't like the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Rules are made for breaking. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. Yeah. So funny. Um, so, oh, um, your past life death, you got the two of wands, which um, I got, it was, there was a mistake made, like a lethal mistake, either with travel, business, some kind of bad decision was made having to do with travel or business and it led to your demise is what I got out of it interesting yeah 
Um, your past life lesson was the Ace of Wands was to be daring. Here come here it comes again the theme, and I thought this was super interesting. I only got one word out of this one when I went through the meeting, and I knew exactly what it was for. Past life unresolved issue. I got the Empress, mother. My mother. Your mother. I thought that was interesting. I'm like, oh, can you just not fucking get rid of her or what? No. <laughs> she just keeps coming back around. Oh, God, that makes so much sense. So, current life advice from your past life. We got the Knight of Swords, which is bravery, confidence, being unafraid of using unconventional techniques to win your battles. Okay, so then I did just a short um, past life connection reading to see if I could, you know, make connections with those two past lives. So for the nature of the connection, I got the High Priestess, which I thought was interesting. The Keeper of Knowledge, Abundant Stories from Experiences. Oh! What? What? And Mysteries. Oh, mysteries! That just makes me really excited. Because it's so. Here we are, we have all these stories all the time from all of our experiences, and that's still our connection in this life. We like the mysteries. Yeah, it's usually over mysterious things. So, the lesson to learn together I got the Nine of Cups, which was the happy endings in unexpected ways. Which was the card where of the story about the prince who was in love with the princess but she refused men so he dressed up like a woman to get her love oh that one yes <laughs> that was a lesson we learned together happy endings huh. in unexpected ways and it was that one and... yep <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny well, I like that <laughs> um and then your connection with me, I got the Wheel of Fortune, which is cycles, karma, being a trickster of sorts, and destiny and fate. And and then for you, I got the King of Swords, which is the Griffin, which is accurate judgments of people and situations, like a bird's eye view, intuition, intelligence, logic, and wisdom enhanced by power. Yeah, I didn't know what to make of those two cards, but maybe it'll come to us at some point. That Matt's was... mowing totally distracted me because I made a connection between the two, like... <laughs> so so the Wheel of Fortune, Cycles, Karma, being a trickster, Destiny and Fate, and then... God damn it, Matthew. And then the King of Swords, which is the Griffin. Um, accurate judgments of people and situations with a bird's eye view. Intuition, intelligence, logic, and wisdom enhanced by power. It was like in our very first life, we met each other. And uh, we're like, yeah, we like each other. I see you. You see me. And the the tricky the tricky tricksterness of us both, like, oh, let's cast a spell and make it so we are always together in every life from oh. now until eternity. I could totally see us doing something like that. <laughs> We're just having so much fun we don't want it to end. <laughs> oh god. And the fact we found each other so early in our lives too. 
who we've been best right. friends for what over 20 years so oh my god yeah from the first time that we met we were just like yeah. yep we were friends yep first time we met I'm like here's my best friend <laughs> <laughs> so interesting that that's what you get from that I like that I did pull a shadow card on that one Ooh. and it was the eight of wands which is the Native American legend of the rainbow crow which means momentum, travel, excitement, results, and good timing. Ah, we have good timing. See, now that does make sense. Mm-hmm. That makes a it lot does. of sense. I, I like thought it, it was very interesting. Very, very interesting. Good timing. Mm-hmm. So... I did do a little bit um, in general about reincarnation and past lives. My favorite theory that's out there is that we kind of, is about like soul contracts. So you kind Mm. of choose which lives you want to live based on how you want to grow your soul. Okay, choose your own adventure. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And um, I really liked that uh, other theory, too. It's like once you've lived all the lives, you become a god. Can't wait to be a god. I want the superpowers. <laughs> Every time I watch a superhero movie, I just, I'm just really bummed out after because I'm like, God, I wish I had those powers. God damn it. <laughs> oh, that would be so fucking cool. A lot of karma follows you around and carries around with you from past lives. One of the really interesting concepts I found was in Buddhism is that your soul may not always reincarnate into another, say, like human form on the earth plane, but may evolve rather than reincarnate into a spiritual domain, which reminded me of the gnomes, the first person of the of the farm or whatever that owned it becomes the gnome. I see that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I really like that I love that it. One. What a cool connection. I thought so. And I also thought it was a cool kind of connection with Christianity and stuff, too. Like, if you were to go to heaven or hell and you just stay there, like, I don't think that it happens a lot. But, say, like, Hitler... I believe all the souls would have like trapped his ass in fucking hell. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, that or would something make sense. similar. And because they, because once that happens, you may or may not return. Um, usually, only return to fulfill an assignment or a task. But I feel like the ones that might get trapped in hell or something would be like the super bad ones that were like, yeah, we can't let that one out again. We fucked mm. up, guys. <laughs> Where demons come from? Yes. So I'm like, oh, I don't know. Is there anything to this? Like, I believe it. I believe in it. But is there anything to it? So I did find that Matthew keeps coming back around on that fucking mower. And I want to like, <laughs> yeah. hit him in the Tip noggin. Tip him over. Was- <laughs> 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 I was thinking of getting my slingshot and just... <laughs> It was probably easier. <laughs> tip him over. <laughs> like tipping him over better though. <laughs> kind of like that lady pushing the bear off of the fence. Yes. Do that tip. <laughs> Just run over. <laughs> Put the hole on more. <laughs> oh. <okay. laughs> 
Um, so there is actually scientific research being done on something called cellular memory, which is the main focus of study for those working to prove that reincarnation is real. Uh huh. So this is what we know about cellular memory. Of course, our cells don't have brains, but biochemists have conducted studies that revealed that our cells do have memories. There are real-life cases that have been filed away as evidence for this, such as like with organ transplants, where recipients have developed new habits, personality traits, or memories that are strikingly similar to the donor. So I do have a couple stories about that for you. Just a couple short That's cool. um, examples. May 29th, 1988, an American woman named Claire Sylvia received a heart transplant at a hospital in Yale, Connecticut. She was told that her donor was an 18-year-old male from Maine, USA, who had just died in a motorcycle accident. Soon after the operation, Sylvia declared that she felt like drinking beer, something she hadn't been particularly fond of. Later, she observed an uncontrollable urge to eat chicken nuggets. <laughs> found herself drawn to visiting the popular chicken restaurant chain, KFC. She also began craving green peppers, which she hadn't particularly liked before. And she also began having recurring dreams about a mystery man and even knew his name, Tim, and that his last name started with an L, whom she felt was the door... Dorgan... Dorgan owner. Dur, 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 the Dorgan dur. owner. The organ donor. <laughs> <laughs> On a cue from someone, she searched for obituaries in newspapers published from Maine and was able to identify the young man whose heart she had received. His name had indeed been Tim, and after visiting his family, she discovered that he used to love chicken nuggets, green peppers, and beer. Huh. Yeah, there's even a book written about this um, called A Change of Heart. So interesting. Mm-hmm. One that I thought was really interesting that I'm not positive if it's actually true or not, but I have found it in a couple different places. But it's about an eight-year-old girl who received the heart of a murdered ten-year-old girl, and she began having recurring vivid nightmares about the murderer. Her mother arranged a consultation with a psychiatrist who, after several sessions, concluded that she was witnessing actual physical incidents, and they decided to call the police, who used the detailed descriptions of the murderer, the time, the weapon, the place, the clothes he wore, what the little girl he had killed said to him. The descriptions given by the little girl were used to find and convict the man in question. Oh my god. Oh. How fucking terrifying. Yeah, but she solved the mystery. It was like paranormal mystery solving. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. I thought this one was really interesting, too, because of a story that you told me one time about a coworker. A recent bone marrow transplant recipient had a DNA test completed, and the DNA had changed to that of the donors in his blood and his semen. The question was, if he had fathered a child, would it be his or the donors due to the DNA? That's fucked up. That's Mm -hmm. so fucked up. And I remember you telling me a story about your coworker that had gotten all that blood, and it changed her blood type. 
Yep. She had a transfusion and she was O positive and they transfused it with so much O negative and it had the antibodies. So then, you know, her other children needed to be monitored and they used her as like a test subject and they found out that her blood type changed from O to O negative. That's so weird. It is weird. Yeah, because usually you don't give give a different antigen of blood. Like, if you're positive, you get the positive. If you're negative, you get the negative. But I know well, with O, o neg- it's weird. O yeah. negative is actually universal. So I'm O negative. I can give anybody blood. Everybody can have my blood. I can only that's have true. O negative. Yep. Yep, that's right. I know the O's were weird like that. But to change your blood type yeah, from a positive to a negative... So weird. It's very weird. I'm telling you, there's weird things going on with this, guys. <laughs> and I, you know, the thing I wonder too is how will this affect them in like future lives? If you are now sharing, well, you're sharing a vessel, not a soul. If they're thinking that cellular memory has something to do with like past lives and stuff and how that carries over. I don't know. Okay. It's strange. Very strange. It's, I don't know. That's it is. weird. It is. The speculative theory among researchers is that memories, personalities, traits, tastes, and habits may be stored not only in our brains, but in our cells as well. Meaning, given the right stimulus, cells are capable of recalling memories, like such as deja vu. They're thinking that deja vu, because it's said to be like a quick flash of a memory from a from a past life that you've experienced or that you've been somewhere very similar before. Hence, it reminds it reminds me of the theory of cellular memory, because if you think about it, well, the, the right stimulus equals the cells produce a response or recall a memory. So our brains are our processors, right? But our DNA is what? Storage. So our cells all have DNA, which is the blueprint and the master plan for what makes us, us, including our spiritual, emotional, and mental selves. And as we grow and evolve, our cells continually update that data. So all of that data is in all of our cells. Like our brains process it, but the data is in our cells. So. Uh-huh. That makes that makes so much sense and like correlates with honoring your ancestors because where did your DNA come from? Like we were our ancestors. Yes, exactly. Those are our past and lives. I, yes. And I've heard of the cellular mem- cellular memory theory being studied as it relates to trauma. Because your cells are born of your parents' cells and theirs of their parents and so on, like you're talking about with the ancestors. So there are theories of carrying over ancestral and cultural trauma yep. as well. Oh, mm-hmm. that makes so much sense. Doesn't it? It's crazy. It really does. But so far, so what's actually been proven comes from Harvard Medical School, and it was found that, yes, cells will react in a specific way when exposed to certain stimulus, and they react the same way to the same stimulus every time, which gives them a memory. Interesting. 
Oh, I love that. That was beautiful, yes. Amanda. You did that so well with your oh, with your divining and divining. your tarot readings of the past lives. And then, oh wow, that was fantastic. I love that very much. Thank yeah, you. You're very welcome. I hope everybody else likes it too, because that's fucking cool. I do too. Well, there's there's also some interesting and compelling cases out there of very young children remembering their past lives that uh-huh. have been being studied. Um, there's tons of them out there. Like there was the kid who remembered he was like three years old and remembered fighting in the World War Two jets and bombers and stuff and knew these details that he couldn't have known, you know. So there's some very interesting cases on that. There's a bunch on YouTube. If you look it up, you can find a bunch of stories about it. Um, But if you wanted to try and remember a past life, um, some tips for that. Activate your dream state. Like uh, doing guided meditations could be a good thing to do or trying lucid dreaming. You could get clues from scrying, tarot, and astrology. I guess if you look into it, there's... um, some certain points in astrology that give you clues to karma that's been carried over to you from a past life i think it has to do with like jupiter in your 12th house or something like that interesting if you're interested yeah look it up i guess you can make a list of things that you strangely strangely love or hate for no particular reason such as quirks and what comes to mind for that is you and you just cannot with cotton I can't. I can't. So maybe that's a clue. Your cellular memory. For Uh, some reason, you just really don't, you can't do cotton at all. Maybe somebody like (laughs) shoved it in my mouth or something. That's how I died. Like they just shoved a bunch of cotton in my mouth. That's like like a really bad fear of mine. So see, and for what reason? I don't know. Exactly. I've never seen it happen. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I mean, you never know. They did some fucked up shit back then. So you can make a list of, you know, start with that and then start thinking of other things and it might draw you a little bit of a picture. You could connect some dots. Um, or if you have certain interests in certain people, places, periods in history and senses like you hate being cold, you know. That kind of thing. I found this to be a really interesting one that I think you could do for other things as well, not just um, trying to remember past lives, but watch where you put your attention. Say, like, you buy a new car and suddenly you start seeing that car everywhere when you hadn't noticed it before, right? So put if you put the subject to the forefront of your mind, you know, like thinking about past lives and reincarnation and that and then look for themes and repeating synchronicities and just kind of see what you notice just pay attention to what comes to the the forefront of your attention when no. you think about those things no no my not we were traveling late bearded lady gnomes <laughs> Oh, I love it so much. That was excellent. Thank you. Thank you. And then uh, I do have a drink. You do? I do have a drink. It's a simple one, but I... That's simple is good. Simple is good. 
If you wanted to conjure your very own... Naughty gnome. Ooh, don't be a naughty gnome. Don't drink alcohol unless it's illegal for you to do so, you naughty gnome. Naughty, naughty gnome. No, that was a good (laughs) disclaimer. (laughs) So the recipe is, I would take like a mule cup, because it reminds me of a Moscow mule, and fill it with ice, and then pour in some Captain Morgan rum, and then fill it with ginger ale or ginger beer. I like ginger beer better. It just has a better taste. And then a few dashes of bitters. Oh, and a lime. Oh, you seem really excited about that one because <laughs> it sounds great. I yes. love some it's Captain naughty. Morgan. It's a it naughty gnome. It doesn't Well, if you have any gnome stories or past life stories or ladybeard stories, <laughs> I don't fucking care. You can email us at 2-T-O-O-DrunkWitches at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. Meet us there. (laughs) We love you. We really, really want an email. Email us. Email. Email. (laughs) Thanks for listening to 2 Drunk Witches. Bye now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Now